The Bradford Exchange presents The Classic Radio Theater with your host, Carl Amari. Countdown for blast off. X minus one. Yes, it's Maxwell House Coffee Time, starring George Burns and Gracie Allen. Richard Diamond, private detective. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Suspense. It's time once again for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks. Dragnet. We offer you escape. Kraft presents the Great Gildersleeve. Yeah. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. The Jack Benny Program. Welcome, everyone, to episode 85 of the Classic Radio Theater. Each week, the Bradford Exchange and participating sponsors bring you three hours of the classic radio theater, featuring programming from the golden age of radio. This time, we'll hear two half-hour comedy episodes of the Jack Benny program. Stick around, we'll be right back. Ask comedians today, including Jerry Seinfeld, of their career inspiration, and many will name Jack Benny. For over half a century, Jack Benny was one of the great comics of stage, screen, radio, and television. He was the past master of the long take and knew how to milk a laugh. On his long-running radio and television programs, Benny was depicted as a miser who hoarded every penny he made. Year after year, he denied he was older than 39 and honed his persona of a vain penny pincher which was in stark contrast to the warm and generous human being he was in real life. Benny knew he could be funny by applying a simple policy. Let others around him deliver the punchlines. He discovered early on that it didn't matter who got the laughs on the Jack Benny program as long as people were talking about how funny it was. Time now for the first of two comedy episodes of the Jack Benny program. In this first one, Jack and the gang present the shooting of Dan McGrew which takes place in a Yukon saloon during the gold rush of the 1890s. Here's the Jack Benny program from March 27, 1955. The Jack Benny program, transcribed and presented by Lucky Strike, the cigarette that tastes better. Light up, Lucky. It's light up time. Be happy, go lucky. It's light up time. This is Don Wilson, friends. You know, any time at all that you want real smoking enjoyment is the time to light up a Lucky. Because a Lucky tastes better every time. And the reasons why are world famous. First of all, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Fine, light, naturally good-tasting tobacco. And then that tobacco is toasted. It's toasted is the famous Lucky Strike process that brings Lucky's naturally good-tasting tobacco to its peak of flavor, tones it up to make it taste even better, cleaner, fresher, smoother. So right now, or any time it's light-up time for you, be happy, go lucky, enjoy Lucky Strike, the best-tasting cigarette you ever smoked. For the taste that you like, light up a lucky strike right now. Light up a lucky. It's light up time. 
Lucky Strike program, starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Rochester, Dennis Day, Bob Crosby, the Sportsman Quartet, and yours truly, Don. Ladies and gentlemen, many times in the past I've opened this program by taking you out to Jack Benny's house in Beverly Hills. But tonight, just for a change, let's all go out to Mr. and Mrs. Bob Crosby's house on the edge of Beverly Hills. Many times, many times I have wanted your kiss. Many times, many times... Oh, Bob. Bob. Yes, June? You've been in the den here for an hour. What are you doing? Well, just rehearsing some songs, dear. I'm thinking of making another personal appearance. Personal appearance? Where? Las Vegas. Oh, Bob, I wish you wouldn't. You remember what happened last time we were up there. You gambled every night and lost quite heavily. Oh, I know. Well, don't do it again. I miss the baby. (laughs) (laughs) But really, Bob, I'm serious. I wish you wouldn't play another personal appearance. Well, why not, dear? Well, you're so busy. You're on Mr. Benny's show every week. You play benefits. You make records. And you have your own TV show five days a week. You're never home anymore. Oh, June, you're exaggerating. Oh, Mother... Mother! Yes, dear? Can I go to the park and play ball? Certainly. Okay, I'll be back in time for dinner. Say, Mom. Yes, dear? Who's this guy, the plumber? (laughs) (laughs) He's your father. Well, certainly I'm your father. Don't you recognize me, Chris? I'm Steve. (laughs) Uh, You run along, Steve, and be home in time for dinner. I will. Goodbye, Mother. Goodbye, Dad. Goodbye, goodbye. Now she's grown. Honey, I could have sworn he was Chris. Gosh, you know, June, I've been thinking about what you said, though, and... I think I'm going to forget about personal appearances and spend more time at home. Oh, Bob, I wish you would. I will, and not only that, I think... Why don't we have a dinner party here at home like we used to? Oh, that would be wonderful. How about next Saturday night? That's fine. I'll invite all the boys in my band and their wives, and and you know what, June? I think we ought to invite Jack Benny, too. You do? Why, certainly. Oh, but, Bob, he's such an important man, and he's so busy. You you can't call and invite him to dinner on such short notice. Well, I'm going to try anyway. Bob, I think you're making a big mistake. Now, don't you worry, June. I've got an idea. Look, we'll change the date of our dinner to fit Jack's convenience. Hello? Hello, Jack. This is Bob Crosby. Oh, hello, Bob. Say, Jack, June and I would like to invite you to our house for dinner, and, well, when would it be uh, possible for you to come? Oh, 7 o'clock, 7 <laughs> In fact, I I can be over right now. Well, we weren't thinking of tonight. We were thinking of some night this week. Which would be the most convenient? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Well, you skipped Thursday. Oh, I I babysit that night. (laughs) Oh. I used to do it for you, but you lost your kid in Las Vegas. (laughs) 
I know, I know. But, Jack, how about coming over for dinner Saturday night? Oh, so, oh, fine, Bob. Fine. Say, and after dinner, we can have some fun. You know, play gin or Scrabble. Oh, no, thank you, Jack. I'll never play Scrabble with you again after last Sunday's game. You're too tricky for me. I don't know how in the world you do it. Do what? Well, there are only two Y's in the game, and yet you made the word money 11 times. <laughs> well, all right, we'll play something else. So long. See you Saturday. So long, Jack. Goodbye, Bob. He was nice of Bob to invite me over to his house for dinner. He's always doing things like that. Having people over for dinner, taking them out to nightclubs, having parties. He's so generous. He ought to see a psychiatrist. <laughs> well, when Rochester comes home for shopping, I better tell him I won't be home for dinner Saturday night. Gee, he's been at that market a long time. Coming, coming. Oh, hello, Dennis. Hello, Mr. Benny. Come on in. Thanks. I wasn't expecting you today, Dennis. Anything wrong? No, I just wanted to ask you a favor. Could you lend me $10? $10? Yes, I, I guess so. What do you want it for? I want to get myself tattooed. Tattooed? Why? Well, I was in the Navy during the war, and yet nobody will believe I was a sailor. <laughs> well, what are you going to have tattooed on you? My uniform. <laughs> well, that's about the... Si Look, kid, if you want something tattooed on you to show that you were in the Navy, why don't you have a life preserver or an anchor? Or wait a minute, how about the battleship Missouri? No, my mother has that. Your mother has a battleship tattooed on her? When she wears a corset, it looks like it's sinking. <laughs> hey, say, wait a minute, kid. I've got a good idea. Why don't you do what I did when I was in the Navy? Have the American flag put on your arm. Gee, I didn't know you had the American flag on you. Yeah, I had it done the first day I joined the Navy. Wait, I'll roll up my sleeve and show it to you. See? Gee, only 13 stars. <laughs> yes, Dennis, only 13 stars, but not for the reason you think. I made the man stop because he was hurting me. Then why did he put them in a circle? <laughs> Dennis, I don't want to get into any more discussions with you. Now, I'll make you a proposition. Yeah, what? If I lend you the $10, will you let me hear the song you're going to do on next Sunday's program and leave immediately? Yes, sir. Okay, here's the $10. Let's hear it. What a day this has been. What a rare mood I'm in. Why, it's almost like being in love. There's a smile on my face. For the whole human race Why, it's almost like being in love All the music of life seems to be Like a bell that is ringing for me And from the way that I feel 
when that bell starts to peal, I would swear I was falling. I could swear I was falling. It's almost like being in love. All the music of life seems to be like a bell that is ringing for me. And from the way that I feel, when that bell starts to peal, I would swear I was falling. I could swear I was falling. It's almost like being in love. That was Dennis Day singing almost like being in love. And should sound swell on the program. Oh, now go get yourself tattooed. Okay, Mr. Benny. You know, uh, you know what I think I'll do? I'll have them Dennis, tattoo... Look, a... you promised me if I lent you the $10, you wouldn't say anything. You just go. Yes, sir. Okay, then go. All right, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, Dennis gets sillier and sillier every day. I don't know how I stood him all these years. But it's my own fault. I should have known when I first saw him there was something wrong with him. What other man wears a size three hat? <laughs> I don't know, sometimes I think... Mr. Bailey, I'm back from the market. Good. I'm in the kitchen putting the things away. I'll come in and help you. Hey, what took you so long, Rochester? Well, I had a lot of things to do. You know, I took all the hamburger out of the freezer, sold it, and bought 36 quarts of milk. Why'd you do that? Beef went up, milk went down. I'm playing the market. Say, Rochester, what's this? A head of lettuce. How can this be lettuce? It's pure white. The fat is over. They're taking chlorophyll out of everything. Oh. By the way, Mr. Benny, are you going out tonight? No, I think I'll stay home and practice my violin. Your violin? Oh, boss, calm now. All right, all right. I'll wait till you get out of the house. Meanwhile, I'm going in the den and read for a while. Okay. <coughs> Gee, I haven't read a book in a long time. Let's see what's here. Here's a book I haven't read. 100 Famous Poems. Gee, I haven't read poetry in a long time. I think I'll read this. Let's see. See, they have some wonderful poems in this book. Charge of the Light Brigade, Hiawatha, The Wreck of the Hesperus, Ganga Din. There was an old lady from... Whoops, somebody penciled that in. <laughs> oh, here's one of my favorite poems. I haven't read it in years. The Shooting of Dan McGrew. I think I'll read that. The Shooting of Dan McGrew by Robert W. Service. A bunch of the boys were whooping it up in the Malamute Saloon. The kid that handles the music box was hitting a jag-time tune. 
Hey, bartender. 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 Yeah? I want a drink of whiskey. Okay, how much whiskey do you want? About three fingers. Here you are. Ha! Give me another drink. How much this time? Oh, about four fingers. Okay. There you are. Four fingers of whiskey. Ah. You know, mister, you're the first man I ever saw drink out of a glove. (laughs) I always do. I'm the only man in Alaska that got a hangnail with a hangover. Doggone, I've been trapped in this saloon for eight days by that darn blizzard. How much longer do you think it'll last? I don't know. Well, I'm going to take a look outside and see how the weather is. outside. Cloudy. (laughs) Look, bartender, being stuck in a place like this for eight days can drive a guy nuts. I gotta have a little excitement. Tell you what, I'll bet you five dollars I can shoot those three glasses off the top shelf in three shots. Five dollars says you can't. It's a bet. Stand back, everybody. There's one. There's two. You lost. No, I didn't. I've got $20 more that says you did. It's a bet. (laughs) That slow bullet has made me a fortune. Anybody else want a bet? Hey, you at the piano. Don't you know any other music? Nah, he's ignorant. But those fur, uh, four fur trappers in the corner... <laughs> those you must four... have had five fingers yourself. <laughs> I see those four fur trappers in the corner. They can sing some songs. Well, let's hear some. <laughs> okay, take it, fellas. Jette the plume array, la tête, light a lucky alouette. Here is what the letters say. Send more lockies right away. Son of a gun, but Eskimos, they smoke lockies too, you know. Eskimo. Eskimo. Smoke, you know. Smoke, you know. Alouette. Alouette. Cigarette. Cigarette. They all like. They all like. Lucky strike. Lucky strike. Oh, Alouette, Papa Cigarette. She is just as happy as can be. We so lucky's made of quite tobacco. 
living with the ice and snow, we're so very glad to know. She's as happy as can be. We said LSMFD. MFD. MFD. We agree. We agree. Eskimo. Eskimo. Smoke, you know. Smoke, you know. Alouette. Alouette. Cigarette. Cigarette. Say you like. Say you like. Lucky strike. Lucky strike. Ah, Alouette. Pop a cigarette. Fruzzy long and lonesome barbecue nights. In the north, so many light up larkies. That's what makes him more than Well, how'd you like the song? That was Say See Good. <laughs> hey, look, mister, the blizzard is letting up. Yeah, well, I think I'll get going. Where's my partner? Hey, Wilson. Wilson. Here I am. Come on, we're going up north to find gold. Gold, do you hear me? Gold. Just a minute, partner. Don't risk your life out there in these icy wastes looking for gold. What is gold? Can't eat it. Can you drink it? Gold's only money. The money will only bring you unhappiness, misery, and sorrow. <laughs> Would you mind repeating that? Money will only bring you unhappiness, misery, and sorrow. This boy is not only fat, but he's stupid. <laughs> Now, come on, let's get the dogs ready and the sled. We're going. We ever out in the great alone when the moon was awful clear and the icy mountains hemmed you in with a silence you could hear with only the howl of a timber wall and you camped there in the cold. A half-dead thing in a stark dead world. Clean mad for the muck called gold. We're going mighty slow, Wilson. And it's all your fault. I took you on as a partner because I was a greenhorn. You told me you knew everything about the Yukon. You told me you knew how to handle these dog teams and sleds. Of course I do. What makes you think I don't? Well, I have a feeling... The dog should be pulling the sleds, and we should be riding. <laughs> I'm sure of it. And that cocker spaniel with the whip is murder. <laughs> that dog yells mush at me once more, there's going to be trouble. Gee, I can't stand this no more. Three weeks we've been traveling through these frozen wastes. I wish hey, look, I... Wait a minute. Comes a man. An Eskimo. Oh, yeah. I'll go and talk to him. Won't do any good. These Eskimos don't talk any English. I know, but I talk Eskimo. I'll say hello to him. Hey, Kumpare. That's Eskimo? Look, he's coming toward us. And he's carrying food. Yeah, maybe he'll give us some blubber. I mean, maybe he'll give us some blubber. Hey, he wants to talk to us. Oogie, oogie, wawa, magahoo, magahee. What'd he say? What'd he say? He says he's, his name is a mighty hunter and he's chief of an Eskimo tribe. Oh. Ask him if he'll be our guide and lead us to the gold. Mugla, Mugliuka, Takara, Iglu. Marabu, Iglub, Nagikuch, Tigra. 
three of my writers must come from Bismo Beach or something. <laughs> nuggy, nuggy talking. He says he can't be a guide. He's got something else to do. Ask him what? Oogie Tula Nagarari? Takalugi Moogie Papoose Nangawawa. What'd he say? He's got to go to Las Vegas and pick up his kid. <laughs> Let's go on by ourselves. Goodbye, Eskimo. Goodbye, and don't forget dinner Saturday night. <laughs> Ow! Come on, let's go. Let's dig that gold and go back to the saloon. Back of the bar in a solo game sat dangerous Dan McGrew. Now, washing his luck was his light of love, the lady that's known as Lou. When out of the night, which was 50 below, and into the din and glare, there stumbled a miner fresh from the creeks, dog dirty and loaded for bear. Okay, bartender. I struck it rich. Set up drinks for everybody. Does that include me, handsome? <laughs> sure does, Lou. I came right back here after finding the gold just to see you. Well, the minute I heard you was coming, I hurried home and got into this new dress. You must have been in a hurry. <laughs> you didn't get all the way into it. Lou, I got presents for you now that I'm rich. I got diamonds and ermine fur, jewels, and a yacht for you. Oh, darling. Come here, honey. Kiss me. <laughs> well, after that kiss, I won't need my dogs or my sled anymore. Why not? There ain't no more snow between here and the North Pole. <laughs> Give me another kiss, Lou. Sure, honey. I'll... Oh, wait a minute. Be careful. Here comes dangerous Dan McGrew. Lou, come here a minute. Yes, Dan? Didn't I see you kissing this stranger a minute ago? Yes, you did. Hey, he sounds dangerous. <laughs> what know, about it? You know what I do to guys I catch kissing my gal? What? I cut off their heads and hang them up by their hair. Oh. I'll have to think of something different for you. <laughs> oh, I ain't scared. Now, listen to me, Dan McGrew. Lou is my gal, and I'm taking her with me. Oh, no, you're not. Draw your gun. Don't, don't fight, boys, please. Get out of the way, Lou. I'm ready, Dan. Then I reached for my rod, and the lights went out. And two guns blazed in the dark. And a woman screamed, and the lights went up. And two men lay stiff and stark. Bye, Steph. So long, Stark. <laughs> hey, Star 
his head and pop full of lead was dangerous Dan McGrew, while a man from the creeks lay clutched in the arms of a lady that's known as Lou. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, through carelessness, a fire could start. A fire that could claim your life and the lives of your children. Don't let it happen. Be on guard constantly against fire. Make sure every match, every cigarette is put out. Always check the ashtrays before leaving the house or retiring for the night. Observe all fire regulations. Remember, only you can prevent fires. Thank you. Jack will be back in just a minute, but right now, here's a suggestion for you. Light up, lucky. It's light up time. Be happy, go lucky. It's light up time. For the taste that you like, light up a lucky strike. Relax. It's light up time. That's a grand idea, friends. Just lean back and light up a lucky. Because every Lucky you light is sure to give you better taste. And here's why. First, Luckies are made of fine tobacco. L-S-M-F-T, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Light, mild, naturally good-tasting tobacco. And then that tobacco is toasted. It's toasted is the famous Lucky Strike process that tones up Lucky's naturally good-tasting tobacco, bringing it to its peak of flavor so that it tastes even better, cleaner, Fresher, smoother. So, friends, anytime it's light up time, be happy. Go lucky. Make your cigarette better tasting Lucky Strike. For the taste that you like, light up a Lucky Strike. Right now. Light up a Lucky. It's light up time. A little late, so good night, folks. The Jack Benny program is written by Sam Perrin, Milt Josephsberg, George Balzer, John Tackerberry, Al Gordon, Hal Goldman, and produced and transcribed by Hilliard Marks. Filter smokers, here's the true tobacco taste you've been looking for. Filter tip Tyrton gives you all the full, rich flavor of Tyrton's famous quality tobacco, and real filtration, too. Filter tip Tyrton incorporates activated charcoal, renowned for its unusual powers of selective filtration and used far and wide to purify the air we breathe, the water and beverages we drink. Look for the red, white, and blue stripes on the package. They identify filter tip Tyrton, the best in filtered smoking. The Jack Benny program is brought to you by the American Tobacco Company, America's leading manufacturer of cigarettes.
That's the Jack Benny program, starring Jack Benny and all his gang, from March 27, 1955. Also in the cast, Bob Crosby, Dennis Day, Eddie Anderson, Mel Blanc, Shirley Mitchell, Harry Shear, Viola Vaughn, and Don Wilson, as heard over CBS. All of the classic radio shows we present on this series are direct from the master recordings. I have more than 100,000 original radio episodes under license from the owners and estates, and we make them available via digital download or on CD through our Classic Radio Club. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you'll receive 10 superior-sounding classic radio shows sent directly to you each month, along with detailed liner notes and photos of the stars. You'll receive your first 10 classic radio episodes for only $1, and you can cancel at any time. To learn more about the Classic Radio Club, log on to ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. I'll have another comedy episode of the Jack Benny program after this short break. Welcome back to the Classic Radio Theater. I'm your host, Carl Amari. This time, Jack goes with Butch, one of the Beverly Hills Beavers, to the dentist to have a tooth pulled. Here's the Jack Benny program from March 4th, 1951. The Jack Benny program, presented by Lucky Strike. Be happy, go lucky, be happy, go lucky, strike, be happy, go lucky, go lucky, strike today. If you've been missing smoking joy and really want some best, try better tasting Lucky Strike for pleasure that will last. Yes, Lucky's taste better than any other cigarette. So many folks don't like their smokes and that is really sad For Lucky's mildness and rich taste would make them very glad Sure, because Lucky's taste better than any other cigarette Friends, when we say Lucky's taste better than any other cigarette We mean just that Not just as good, but better For Lucky's always give you real mildness and rich, true tobacco taste A perfect blending that fine tobacco and only fine tobacco can give you And LSMFT, Lucky Strike, means fine tobacco. That's important, because a recent 38-city survey shows that millions of smokers are not happy with their present brand. Now, those smokers, and any smoker who's the least bit discontented, should switch to Lucky Strike. Yes, friends, for complete smoking enjoyment, be happy, go lucky, because Lucky's taste better than any other cigarette. Be happy, go lucky, go lucky, strike. Remember, Lucky's taste better than any other cigarette. The Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Barry Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go out to Jack Benny's house in Beverly Hills. I know he's home because his car is in the garage. Now, if you just follow me, we'll go in and pay Jack a visit. 
And you needn't ask me to leave, because you're going to sit there and listen to what I've got to say. Uh-oh, better not go in. Seems to be some sort of a commotion going on. I haven't told you half what's on my mind. And believe me, I'm talking for everybody in this neighborhood. Why, when you first moved in, we thought you were a nice, gentle, kindly old man. <laughs> but before we knew it, you had the mortgages on all our houses. <laughs> I don't blame you for not saying anything. All you can do is sit there with your mouth open. And why? <laughs> because even you know that that last trick you pulled was the cheapest, most abominable thing anybody ever did. Imagine putting a woman with seven children out on the sidewalk because she missed one payment. Rochester, turn off that radio. <laughs> yes! You have just heard another episode in that thrilling story, The Mean Old Man. In tomorrow's episode, you will hear the true... Thanks, Rochester. I don't know why you listen to that program, boss. It always upsets you. Well, I don't know where they get those fantastic ideas. I mean, nobody can be that cheap. Well... And that corny title, The Mean Old Man. It's ridiculous. I'll give it... Mr. Benny's residence, star of stage, green radio, and the only laundry service that... Huh? Oh, 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 hello, Miss Livingston. I almost wasted a commercial on you. <laughs> yeah, I'll put him on. It's Miss Livingston, boss. Thanks. Hello, Mary. How do you feel? What? A hundred? Mary, that's awful. That... Oh, your temperature. I thought you meant the doctor, Bill. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad you're feeling better. And Mary... What? Oh, you're welcome, Mary. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Now, I'll call you tomorrow, honey. Goodbye. What'd you thank you for, boss? Well, everybody's been sending her flowers and fruit and candy, so I just thought I'd be a little different. What did you send her? A bowl of chili. <laughs> you know, it's good in this nippy weather. <laughs> anyway, it looks like Miss Livingston will be back on the program next week. That's good. Uh, if you don't need me anymore now, boss, I'll go into the library and finish working on your scrapbook. Oh, fine, fine, Rochester. You know, one of my biggest thrills is when I show my scrapbook to people. I know, boss. That's why I put the picture of you shaking hands with the King of England right on the front cover. Good, good. What's on the back cover? An ad. You sold a space to Manischewitz's wife. <laughs> I had that hunch all day. I'm a man. Well, Rochester, look at it. Face. <laughs> Face, I went over it with him a thousand times. Manischewitz says, Manischewitz says, Rochester, paste that picture of me playing the violin on the inside cover, would you? Oh, I can't. We've got that reserve for surge hands. Oh. <laughs> what are you laughing at? You've got the only scrapbook that's been handled by Batten 
Parson Durston and Osborne. <laughs> well, you go in the library and paste all my reviews in it. Yes, sir. Uh, I'll get it. <laughs> Be my love. Da dee da dee da 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 da. Uh, be my love. Dum, 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 dee, dee, dee. Well, hello, Mr. Brown. Hello, Mr. Benny. I'm sorry I'm three days late with the rent on our house, but here it is. Oh, thank you. By the way, Mr. Benny, our hot water heater is leaking. Do you think maybe you could have it fixed? Well, see, plumbing costs are awfully high now, you know. I guess they are, but it's been months since you promised to paint the living room. Well... I fixed the hole in the roof myself. Well, good, good. Well, I guess I'll be running along. Goodbye, Mr. Benny. Oh, oh, by the way, Mr. Brown, how's your wife? I mean, what's she doing now? Oh, haven't you heard? She writes that radio program, The Mean Old Man. (laughs) Oh, oh, yes, I listen to it every day. Your wife has quite an imagination. Yeah, yeah, imagination. Huh? Goodbye, Mr. Benny. Goodbye. Who was it, boss? It was Mr. Brown from Long Beach. Oh, you know, he's been complaining a long time about a hole in the roof. It's fixed, it's fixed. But, boss, I don't remember you sending anyone down to fix it. If I say it's fixed, it's fixed. If you don't believe me, listen to tomorrow's episode and you'll find out. (laughs) By the way, Rochester, has my television script arrived from CBS? No, not yet, boss. I don't know what's holding it up. I got so much memorizing to do. Oh, that must be it now. Come in. Oh, hello, Mr. Benny. Oh, it's you, Dennis. Come on in. Thank you. How do you feel, kid? Oh, fine, thanks. How are your folks? They're fine, too. That's good. Especially my father. After six months, they finally took the cast off his foot. In a cast for six months? Uh Uh-huh. Dennis, what was wrong with your father's foot? Oh, nothing. He stepped in a bucket of cement. Oh, for heaven's sake. Look, kid, I can understand your father stepping in a bucket of cement. I can almost understand him standing there and letting the cement dry. But why? I mean, why would he keep it on his foot for six months? Well, my mother made him. What? When he stayed out late at night, he couldn't tiptoe into the house. (laughs) That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. Imagine your mother making him keep his foot in a bucket for six months. Oh, two weeks ago, it came in handy. How? They were invited to a masquerade, and Papa went as a potted palm. <laughs> Look, kid, do me a favor, will you? What? As long as you've got your mouth open, sing, don't talk. Okay. Manischewitz is one. Remember the 
have lost Yes, I lost my little darling That was really very good Gee, thank you You know, I can't understand you, kid You come in here and talk And when you talk, you sound so ridiculous And then you sing And when you sing, you're a completely different person Gee, I mean, what are you? A, a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Uh-huh, and each one has its own show <laughs> What? The doctor's on another network Oh, yes Well, so long, Mr. Benny Goodbye, kid Oh, say, Mr. Benny Now what? Can I have your permission to do a guest spot tomorrow on a dramatic program? Dramatic program? What's the name of it? The Mean Old Man <laughs> Hmm They got a wonderful part for me where I fix a hole in the roof Do it, do it <laughs> Goodbye, goodbye Oh, Rochester Yes, boss Are you sure my television script hasn't arrived yet? Not yet Well, I'm gonna call CBS and see what's holding it up Happens all the time. You gotta rehearse it, you gotta memorize it. CBS, the star's address. What? All right, all right, you don't have to shout. The line is busy now. Hold on. Who is it, Gertrude? Jack Benny. Oh. Well, what does Tennessee Schmaltz want now? <laughs> I should get him the mimeograph department. So, why were you so fresh to him? Why was I so fresh to him? The other night he called and asked me if he could pick me up and take me dancing at the Macombo. And then he got mad because when he called for me, I was wearing my overalls. Well, I don't blame him for being mad. Why would you wear overalls to the Macombo? Who gets to the Macombo? I always wind up fixing his car. <laughs> better off than I am. Why? I'm not mechanical-minded and I have to get out and push. <laughs> oh, have you been out with 
Jack lately? Yeah, two weeks ago. He took me to a nightclub. We sat at a corner, and the lights were low, and he got so romantic. <laughs> what did he do? He drank Hadakol out of my slipper. <laughs> He usually drinks Manischewitz's wine. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, he stuck a straw through the open town. <laughs> well, with the hat of call, you must have had the happiest feet in town. <laughs> thinking, uh, maybe we shouldn't be so fussy about men. I guess you're right. After all, we're not getting any younger. Speak for yourself, John. I'm only 23. <laughs> 23? Then how did you get that medal for sticking to your switchboard during the San Francisco fire? <laughs> it wasn't me. Well, I never... I mean... Oh, why should I lie? You were there. <laughs> yeah? Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Benny. The line is still busy. Your television script? I'll tell him. Goodbye. That'll be a graph. Let me a graph department drives me nuts. That script should have been here. Hey, maybe that's it. Come in. Oh, hello, Don. Hello, Jack. Don. Don, what's the matter? Oh, nothing, nothing. Now, Don, don't try to kid me. There's something bothering you. What is it? Oh, it's the sportsman quartet. They're mad at me. The four of them? Yeah, they're outside and they won't come in because I'm here. Well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> come on in, fellas. Hello, boys. Mm. Hello, boys. See, they won't talk to me. Yeah. And they have such a wonderful idea for next week's commercial. Haven't you, boys? Have you? <laughs> now, this is the silliest thing I've ever heard. Now, Don, why are they mad at you? They found out that you pay me more money than you pay them. Well, that's a fine thing to be mad about. Now, wait a minute, Jack. I think they've got a point there. But, Don, you should get more money than the quartet. You've been with me 17 years. But, Jack, sentiment shouldn't enter into this. After all, there are four of them. But, Don, every year you've been picked as radio's outstanding announcer. I know, Jack, but now let's be fair about it. They work hard, too. And I believe that they should get the same salary I get. Well, Don, if you feel that strongly about it, there should be an adjustment. I mean, how much am I paying the quartet now? $100 a week. Oh, well, Don, if it'll make you feel better starting next week, I'll cut you down to the same. <laughs> okay? Well, thanks, Jack. That solves the whole thing. Now there won't be any more trouble. <laughs> it's amazing that I didn't think of that myself. Well, Don, now that it's all settled, what's this song the boys have? Well, Jack, you know, in the past few weeks, everybody seems to be catching cold. So they're a little worried about you, and they want you to take care of yourself. Oh, isn't that sweet? Let's hear it, fellas. Button up your overcoat. 
when the wind is free. Take good care of yourself, careful, Mr. B. Eat an apple every day, go to bed by three. Take good care of yourself, pass an NBC. Be careful in the breeze. Ooh. Watch it, please. Ooh. Or you'll sneeze. Ooh. Don't get the flu and ruin your program. If you're ever feeling bad, call a doctor, do. Take good care of yourself, cause we all love you. When you're buying cigarettes, buy the brand you like. Take good care of yourself, smoke a lucky strike. When you're driving in a car, or you're on a hike. Take good care of yourself, smoke a lucky strike. There'll be no puff that's rough. Sure enough, no man of Eschevitz is wine. <laughs> Why not be happy and go lucky for that rich tobacco taste? Smoke the best you see. Round firm, fully packed, fellas, MFT. was very good, fellas, and I hope you're not mad at Don anymore. I'm sure they're not, Jack, and thanks again for making that adjustment. You're welcome, Don. I'm sure you won't have any more trouble. Goodbye. So long, Jack. <laughs> so happy. Be my love. Be my love. Well, I saved a little money by cutting Don's salary, but I lost a little, too. After all, I'm his agent. <laughs> Oh, well. Now, let's see. Well, here I am, boss. Rochester, how'd you know I was going to call you? You ain't going to get any funny answers out of that bridge lamp. <laughs> oh, yes. How's my scrapbook coming along? It's all finished, boss. I put a title on the cover. A title on my scrapbook? What do you call it? Across the River and Into the Bank. <laughs> Say, that's pretty good. Yeah, the bridge lamp never would have thought of that. I know, I know. <laughs> now, put away the pace and I'll get it. Be my love. Well, the boys from the Beverly Hills Beavers, Joey, Stevie, and Butch, and and this is Butch's mother. Oh, hello, Mrs. Broderick. Won't you come in? Mm, thank you. I hope we're not intruding, Mr. Benny, but the boys insisted I come here. You see, Butch idolizes you so much, and 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 what, Mrs. Broderick? Uh, it's like this, Mr. Benny. Butch has a tooth with a cavity in it. It's got to be pulled, and he's afraid to go to the dentist. Is that right, Butch? My tooth don't hurt. <laughs> Mr. Benny, I'm sure if you told him to go, he would. You see, you're his hero. I am? <laughs> yes, in fact, I'm kind of thrilled myself. Talking to the man who used to play football under the name of Red Grange. <laughs> well... nothing, Stevie. Butch, let me look at your tooth. Now, open your mouth. Mm-mm. Now, come on now, Butch. Come on, open your mouth. Mm-mm. Now, Butch, that's no way to act. You yourself said when you grow up, you want to be just like Mr. Benny. Yeah. If you're brave and have your tooth pulled, maybe someday you too will be on the Harvard rowing team. 
Butch, uh, let me see your tooth. Oh, Mr. Benny, were you on the Harvard rowing team? Butch, Butch, let me see your tooth. <laughs> Mr. Benny, tell Butch's mother about the day you won the rowing or got all by yourself. Butch, Butch, let me look at your tooth. <laughs> Mr. Benny not only won the rowing regatta, but he knocked a home run at the Yankee Stadium at the same time. <laughs> Butch, please let me look at your tooth. Uh, Mr. Benny, how could you be rowing and still hit a home run in the Yankee Stadium? Well, uh, uh... He had a long arc. <laughs> It was one of the... Rochester, what are you doing here? Making notes. I'm starting a new scrapbook. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, m Mr. Benny, would you mind coming down to the dentist's office with this? It's just around the corner. Dr. Kearns. Oh, oh, Dr. Kearns, yes. That's the only way I'll get Butch in the dentist's chair. Well, I'll be glad to go along. Oh, by the way, Mrs. Broderick, how much do you expect to pay to have Butch's tooth pulled? <laughs> oh, I'd say about $5. Five dollars. Oh, Rochester. No, no, boss. The pliers are rusty. <laughs> I didn't call you for that. I just wanted to tell you I'm taking Butch to the dentist. Now, come on, Butch. My tooth don't hurt. Now, come, come, on, on, come, come on, on, come on, come on. Well, here's Dr. Kern's office. Let's go in. Come, children. Yes? I'm Mrs. Broderick. I called a while ago. Oh, yes, yes. Which one is to have his tooth pulled? The one playing with the yo-yo or the one with the propeller on his hat? The one with the yo-yo. The one with the propeller is Mr. Benny. <laughs> oh. Well, Mrs. Broderick, the doctor will be with you in a moment. Thank you. Now, look, Butch. Butch, after you get your tooth pulled, you should see your dentist twice a year and brush your teeth twice a day. Remember that, Butch, and you'll never have any more trouble. Hey, Butch, be sure the dentist gives you some of that stuff Mr. Benny invented, that penicillin. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't want to get my tooth pulled. Look, Butch, there's really nothing to it. Having a tooth pulled is a very simple... Next, please. You may take him in now, Mrs. Broderick. Come, Butch. I don't want to have my tooth pulled. It don't hurt. I don't want it pulled. Now, now wait a minute, Butch. Wait a minute. Now, I'll, I'll be right back. Uh, may I talk to you, Doctor? Why, certainly. Now, look, Doc, I want to show Butch that having a tooth pulled doesn't hurt at all. You know? Well, it really doesn't. I know, but we've got to convince Butch. So I'll sit in the chair, you make believe that you're pulling my tooth, and I'll make a big nothing out of it. <laughs> That's an excellent idea. All right, come sit right down in the dentist's chair. Now look, Butch, I'm going to have my tooth pulled. Isn't that right, Doctor? Yes. Come, Mr. Benny, open your mouth. Watch this, Butch. Ah. See, Butch? Nothing to it. Uh, would you please open your mouth again, Mr. Benny? <laughs> Huh? Open your mouth. Ah. Hmm. <laughs> what is it, doctor? What is it? What is it? Oh, what nurse. Yes, doctor? Prepare the Novocaine. What? The third tooth from the end, the bicuspid. It has to come out. But I don't want to get my tooth pulled. It doesn't hurt. Honest doctor, it doesn't hurt. I don't want to get my tooth pulled. Go ahead, doc. I'm holding them. <laughs> Here's the 
Okay, doctor. Thank you, nurse. Doctor, you can't do this to me. <laughs> there. There, it's out. Oh, boy. Look at that propeller spin. <laughs> Now, Butch, let me look at your tooth. Come on, open your mouth. I don't want it. Come on, Butch, open your mouth. No. Open that big mouth or I'll bash your head in. <laughs> okay. Uh... Hmm. There's nothing wrong with your tooth, Sonny. Oh, but, Doctor, look how black it is. He's been eating licorice. What? And, Mr. Benny, for pulling your tooth, that will be $5. You can deduct it from next month's rent. Come on, kids, let's get out. Jack will be back in just a moment. And now let's listen as our happy-go-lucky singers salute the month of March. The winds of March may blow real hard, the weather may be wild, but what care I, I've lucky strike, the smoke is smooth and mild. And luckies taste better than any other cigarette. In rain or shine or snow this month, keep happy as can be. For better taste, smoke lucky strike, cause LSMFT. Count on it. Luckies taste better than any other cigarette. Be happy, go lucky. Be happy, go lucky. Strike, be happy, go lucky. Go lucky, strike today. Yes, be happy, go lucky, because luckies taste better than any other cigarette. Now, that is a fact. For fine tobacco and only fine tobacco always gives you that perfect combination of real mildness and rich taste. And LSMFT, Lucky Strike, means fine tobacco. So if for any reason you are not completely happy with your present cigarette, if it's too mild or too strong, switch to Lucky Strike for complete smoking enjoyment. You'll get mildness, smoothness, and taste all in one great cigarette, Lucky Strike. You'll agree, Lucky's taste better than any other cigarette. So be happy, go lucky. Make your next carton Lucky Strike. Be happy, go lucky, go lucky strike today. Remember, Lucky's taste better than any other cigarette. Ooh, ooh. Rochester, get me another ice bag. Yes, sir. And get me two more aspirins. Yes, sir. Ooh. You know, boss, for a man who scored a touchdown with his own kickoff, you're making an awful fuss. Never mind that. Get me the ice bag. Okay, Red. <laughs> Good night, Dow. Be sure to hear Dennis Day in the day in the life of Dennis Day. Stay tuned to the Amos Andy Show, which follows immediately. The Jack Rennie program is heard by our armed forces overseas the facilities of the armed forces radio service. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. And that's the Jack Benny program, starring Jack Benny and all his gang from March 4th, 1951. Also in the cast, Dennis Day, Phil Harris, Eddie Anderson, Mel Blanc, B. Benaderet, Sandra Gould, Joseph Kearns, and Don Wilson as heard over CBS. Stick around, I'll give you our lineup for episode 86 of the Classic Radio Theater after this short break. Next time on episode 86 of the Classic Radio Theater brought to you by the Bradford Exchange, 
We'll hear two detective episodes of Philip Marlowe, so don't miss it. To reach me and to learn more about the Classic Radio Club, visit ClassicRadioClub.com. Be sure to tune into our next show and make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts to never miss an episode. Thanks for listening.